0: Coming out of my cage and I've been doing just fine God I gotta be down because I want it all it Hello and welcome along to G'day GA Brought to you in association with O'Neill's International Sportswear The choice of champions Please visit O'Neill's on at O'Neill Sportswear AU on Facebook and on Instagram Delighted to be back with you here this evening for episode number 70 a landmark episode Giggles and Shawnee Welcome along Shawnee
1: Thanks Liam, good to be here. That's a pretty big number we've
0: gotten to. Yeah, massive number. Three years in, seventy episodes. Good going. All right, Eagles, welcome along.
2: Yeah. Didn't realise it was a landmark. Laz, I'm just gonna pull you up now tonight. No bickering out of the two E tonight. I had my mother on to me who I have great value on her opinion saying, are Sean, are Sean and Liam like two children? Are they actually doing that for the show? Are they are they bickering for the show? I was like, No, that's the way they are sometimes. So let's leave the click any for now, aside for tonight and we get stuck into it,
1: all right? That's- well, just on that actually, Giggles, and I'll respond to that. And I would, I will make a heartfelt apology to all of our <laughs> listeners out there, and especially to Liam's parents, who are Cork people as well. I apologise for misleading the public <laughs> in thinking that Kilkenny had more senior islands in Cork because Cork actually have more. They've seven football islands, so with the, with the 30 senior hurling islands, that make 37.
0: Well, you were meant to add up on the show, and you weren't able to do it.
1: Well, I'm just I'm just giving my apologies. Yeah, anyway, to- anyway, we, 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 we said we wouldn't go great. there, lads. Right, just, just putting
0: you up now to start the show. All right? Thanks, Gilles. But that's great. We've got one listener on water anyway, so that's great your mother's tuning in because that's the only person <laughs> who listens down there. <laughs> <laughs> I knew that was going to be your response. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we've got a great show lined up for you today. We're going to um, get the, the victorious manager of the Sydney County Final, County Final, St. Pat's and uh, Brian Vaughn. Brilliant final up in Sydney at the weekend. We said Sean and Giggles were watching it. We covered it live on Facebook as well, on We're Also going to look back at some brilliant county finals we had in Tipperary, Dublin and Limerick. The controversial power rankings are back again. And also look ahead to the Kilkenny, Galway and Cork County finals. So we've got a jam-packed show. We've got a lot to get through. But first we have got some feedback. Sean, you got a tweet in to you there from Mark Wade. Have you got that in front of you? Or do you want me to read it out?
1: No, I haven't read it.
0: Um, is there a justification for Napier to be number one in the power rankings this week? Um, Honourable mention for current Leash County champions, Rat Downey. And then you you replied back, Shawnee. You just don't remember, but you wrote back to him saying, you know, very controversial. We don't know how it's all working. And Mark wrote oh, back again, the Giggles power rankings are the talk of the village in Watergrass Hill. We got another message in from, um, let me just read it out here, from a Richie in South Kilkenny. Just let me get this up here now. Do, 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 do. Sorry, lads, I'm not doing this. I'm f- feeling dead air here. Here we go. This power ranking thing is actually annoying me now. Hale have whacked the Wexford champions in the last two years by at least fifteen points. It's actually a very average championship. And as John Myler and Derek McGrath found out, no Cork team in the top ten too. That's a joke. As for Ballygunner, one monster, nine attempts, and no All Ireland to show. Come on. Giggles. <laughs>
3: get to that, all that later, we get to all that later, lads, won't we? All will
0: be <laughs> 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 the, man behind, uh, the man behind the mirror giggles. Okay, yeah, so lo- lots of feedback on that giggles. It's really irking people out there, you know. Um, so interesting to see how things stack up after the weekend that we've just had. But look, let's get into it. Um, get your tweets into us again, at G'dayGA, same on Instagram, on Facebook, and also g'dayGA at gmail.com. But first up, we've got Brian Vaughan with us from Sydney. Travelling
2: in a fight come On a hippie trail head full of zombies
3: I met a strange lady, she made me nervous She took me in and gave me breakfast And she said, do you come from a land down under? Women go and
0: Delighted to be joined here by Brian Vaughan, manager of St. Pat's, Craig Podrick, with a fantastic win of the weekend over Cormac McAnals. Thanks for joining us, Brian.
4: No bother at all, boys. Thanks very much for having me again.
0: Great to have you on, Brian. Obviously, we said on the show and we had Nocton on a couple of weeks ago, it was either going to be yourself or Nocton back on. Um, like, and you said to us you are a bigger box office than Nocton, regardless of the results. So look, you backed it up on Sunday <laughs> with the win. And look, you, you drew in a lot. You drew in a lot of listeners. That episodes you're in as well. But Nocton did tip you in the ratings. Well, let's see how we go. Let's, oh, let's, let's see. Let, let's see how we go yeah. tonight. But an un- unbelievable match, um, Brian. We were me, Giggles, and Shawnee watched it together on live on Facebook. We were on the Zoom call watching it, and like, what a great advertisement for hurling up in Sydney.
4: Yes, it was. It was a great match. To be honest, yeah. I, I came home. I think it was half two, three o'clock, and I actually sat down and watched two hours of it. I was, I think, it was in bed at four o'clock or half four Sunday night i just i i i missed an awful lot of it actually i don't know how i missed an awful lot of it but just being there on the sideline i don't think i i fully caught most of the game i was kind of too interested in watching where people were rather than actually taking in the game so i actually came home Sunday night and actually watched it again myself
1: yeah and I, i think brian i'd say obviously you're watching it because of all the i guess the changes that you made at half-time were, were crucial to, I guess, to you guys winning. You could have just as well won it in full-time, but the changes, p- bringing Peter McCarthy out as centre-back and up at the half-hour line was a, a genius stroke, I thought.
4: Yeah, well, Peter Peter is a, a great hurler, no matter where you put him on the field. like he, He'll do a job for you. Um, we were looking... Kevin O'Garman was flying, and we also knew that uh, Kejo could also come, come back, wing-back as well, and, and do an equally a good job back there, and we just... Peter, 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 Peter came out here first and actually played wing forward for St. Pat's. Um, Kevin O'Garman got injured and then Peter went back in centre-back. And that's where he stayed there for a few years. But um, yeah, I think on Sunday, I think it was suggested that that Peter goes up um, centre-forward and tries to shake things up there. And with every confidence, Kevin going back in centre-back and Hedgehog going on the wing, it did it, it work out for us pretty well.
1: And I think uh, just in the first half, I guess, uh, and you can you can tell us how you felt about it at halftime. But we what we saw, in you was that Car Mcnallyn seemed to be playing the ball around very easily in their forward line and seemed to have you on, on in all all sorts of trouble. And I guess only for your half forward line, I guess even in the first half, your know, Hey Joe, as you call him, on the half forward line and Jack Carr were were really dangerous when they went in the in the air, I guess, and they won some yeah. crucial battles there. And then you had Sean Stafford, obviously. Who was your marksman on the freeze, but like even at halftime, like you obviously were very worried to take a centre back and one of your pivotal players out of that position.
4: Yes, we were. To be honest with you, we're, um, Max were doing an awful lot. They were doing,
1: they, they, they'd done an awful lot of hurling.
4: Um, but yet yeah, when we looked at the score, there, there was still only five points between us. There could have been an awful lot more. And I think that's what really pushed us on in the second half Is was, was the fact that there was only five points in that game. Um, we had a bit of belief going out in the second half that we didn't actually hurl that great. And there was still only five points between us. So with that and a few moves we made, we also pulled off, put on Darren Quinn, who I think had a pint up within the first two or three minutes of that half as well. Um, Peter got a a score fairly early as well. And I think we're, we're up to two or three points or we're we're back to two or three points within like five or six minutes of it. And the boys really drove on from there, you know, um, you know, every one of them became a leader on the field, and kind of lifted their own game as well. But I think we kept on making the changes, and that's what really helped us out. I think we we scored. I could be wrong, but I think we scored seven points from forwards that we brought on from off that's the bench. Right, yeah. You know, with, which which here, really, yeah. yeah, which really really helped us out. Um, you know, and and I think an awful lot of two too. We kept on moving our forwards around the field, which kind of confused. Max a small bit, their backs were kind of looking at who am I marking and that kind of way. So that really helped us out as well. Um, um, plus, our, our halfbacks, man, I think, started to dominate. Like, um, Liam Lanigan on Cahill and Kevin on Mikey. But Mikey Mikey lifted it right away too. So did Call. Call went back, I think, in the late stages and was blocking down one of our midfielders who was going for a point. Like, they never turned in the hat fair play to him. But I just think our boys started to come out. They started winning a few more puckouts. I think Kevin O'Gorman and Hedjo caught kind of caught one or two great puckouts, and I think Hedjo pointed one of them as well. So it really kind of lifted our team in the second half. You know, from from our halfback line, the work that we're doing.
0: And um, Brian, obviously, Brian, what, what's, what's
2: the kind of? Sorry, sorry, name. What what's, what's the kind of? Um, I won't say age profile, but Sydney age profile of your team. It kind of it kind of felt to me that. Allens, there was a lot of them that were playing together for a lot longer, but maybe he had the better players. And that as the game wore on, you got a little bit more comfortable playing with each other. And it seemed like he had a lot of fellas who were new into St. Pat's this year. Do I have that right? Or, 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 um, or I'm though? just
4: trying to think now, right? We had one forward. So, Kieran Bergen, um, Kieran Bergen was the only starting forward that we had from last year. Yeah. There you go. So, um, Sean, Sean, uh, Shawnee, Jack Carr, and who was on the other wing? Hey Joe, are hey Joe. all new. Yeah. Um, Mick Purcell and Jerry, they're also new.
2: Yeah. And Kieran Bergen so, actually went off relatively early, didn't he?
4: Yeah. I uh, he went off in the, about six minutes into the second half. Yeah. Kieran, Kieran, Kieran came off. Yeah. Um, we were, Darren Quinn, age-wise, I'd say Darren Quinn would probably be the oldest on our team um, at 36. And then I'd say we go all the way down to about 22, 23. Yeah. You know, Brilliant. so there's
2: a... What was going through your head then when, when Stafford was standing over the free? And first of all, did you think he'd scored? And then second of all, what was the plan at, at full time to kind of get the boys and regroup and go again? Um, I won't lie to you, lad. I was looking at my feet.
4: I was going, please, God, <laughs> don't miss this. <laughs> um, yeah, I looked. To be honest, I, I didn't look at. I didn't look at. I, 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 you know, Sh- Shani, like, missed. I think that was the only one he missed all day. To be honest. It was. I knew, gonna
0: say, the yes. worst,
1: worst he had all day. Shawnee yeah,
0: was doing like, the stats, he, Shawnee he was like, doing the stats, Brian, you should have rang him for the stats, because Shawnee was doing I, the stats the whole <laughs> way through the match, he <laughs> loves the stats, but just on that, Brain, just watching it, like, from, on, obviously we were watching on the live Facebook stream, which people should check yeah. out, it's still up on, at NSWGA on Facebook, brilliant quality and commentary and everything, yeah. there was a massive breeze in the game, Brian, um, like, obviously looking on, watching it live, it looked pretty significant, what was it like actually out in Ingleburn?
3: I think it kind of it was kind
4: of blown across the field more than anything else. I don't think it really helped either team that much. But in saying that, um McEnany's in the first half pulled got three or four absolutely great scores. Um their midfielder and their centre back put over three or four balls from, from distance. Uh, it would they were great, great scores altogether. And then in the second half, Peter Hedjo and um I think I think um Sean put over a Free from about seventy yards as well. It it looked to me the breeze was blown that way, but as far as I can remember, the, the breeze was more blown across the field than than anything else on the day. But um, yeah, it seemed to be the the goal that we were scoring into on the second half was the the scoring goal. To be honest with you, yeah, um, yeah, I don't I don't know was the breeze that big of, of of an effect on the day.
1: And you had a you had a bit of a, a maestro stroke there with um with your own tip and Mulnahall man Cahill Horan who came off the bench and scored 3.3. three point three. He was points, a bit of yeah. a,
4: he was very good when he came on. Cahill is, is 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 yeah, he's he's a serious hurler. He's a serious if I could only get him off the golf course and back into a pair of a full time, you know. I think golf now is his he's first and love, to be honest with you. But yet when he went onto that field, you know, he he um he covered some ground. I don't know, Sean, if you could remember it. Um, he actually put, he, he took a shot on goal. But actually, he was the one that put the ball into the corner and actually made his way all the way up the field to get the return pass off Mick person to take a shot on goal. Like, he covered some ground when he went onto that field. Yeah. It's very hard for people to mark that. Like, um, you know, he went in corner forward, and one minute he was in the half-back line, and the next minute he was taking a hand pass at the 21-yard line going for goal. You know, it's yeah. very, very hard to mark that.
1: So how how did the celebrations go, on, Brian? How many days did you get out of it? <laughs> um, unfortunately, I was at work. I
4: was in work the next day, but I was getting pictures and and uh, videos. They they went went hard Sunday night. They were on the boat cruise on Monday, and a few went back on a Tuesday morning. So they they got a good old weekend out of it. Now I tell you,
0: yeah. Well, you obviously you got the the as well, Brian. So you got the double. That was obviously yeah. massive, having to get the two codes winning. Uh, Herlandic and the Kumogi. So. Oh,
4: to be honest, yeah, the Komogi was brilliant. The Komogi that, that that even was a great game. Um, I think Gooch, Gooch, and Monica and Damien or Damon McCormick there did a trojan mental work with them girls to bring them through. Um, like they played an unbelievable game of Komogi from from start to finish. Like and didn't have it all their own way either. Like um, Max were were pushing them all the way on that game. It was it was a it was a great game to watch as well. You Know, um, some serious free taking on both sides, but, to be honest. With you, I, right I tell you,
1: that, would I be right in saying that that's a, a new champions in, in Sydney, um, uh, with St. Pat's, and that Central Coast would normally be winning it up there? Uh, say Central Coast, yes, are, are have been the serious the team
0: the
4: predominant, yeah, it's a predominant mm-hmm. team. And but Max, I think, won it two years ago as well, so you know, um, and I think Cusick's were there and there, Cusick's maybe have won it four years ago maybe 3 years ago with uh Denver Kelly over them. Um so yeah, but more most years it was it was down to Central Coast that were winning the Camogie. They always had a, a Trojan amount of girls from Kilkenny, Keane and Murphy there always used to bring in bring in some serious um Camogie players to Central Coast.
2: Yeah, we we, we played against Macan Allen's Gary in the Camogie in the 7s and there was a there was a, a manager from Limerick on the McAnallans team and he muttered under his breath to Liam, Jesus, you love the sound of your own voice, don't you? <laughs> I thought he got it spot on.
0: <laughs> I think he said that to both of us, <laughs> I think he said that to
2: both of us, it
3: wasn't just me.
2: Let's go back into extra time then, for Brian, in this game. So, the boys came off the field with a chance to win us uh, level. McAnallans back to 15. What, what was the yeah. feeling amongst your camp going into extra time? Um, Basically, all I went in, it was very, It was. we were very calm. We just went
4: in, I just told, I told them to take a few deep breaths and all always say we had to up the pressure on, on them. We we had to stop, we, we stopped them from getting the good ball into their forwards and we just had to keep that going. And then, you know, they, 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 I think it was shan Keaton who just banged the hurley off the ground and said, we're not losing this, let's do it. And everyone just ran out onto the field and, and did what they did. You know, it was, they were they were calm enough. They kinda of knew themselves after coming back from the five points and probably could have won it in, in extra time. Or was, yeah, sorry, in full, in normal time, they were they were good. And we had the changes made and we kept on making them there, that the fresh legs were really, really helping us out. You know, there was there was a lot of lies coming in there that were serious orders as well to, to add what to what was already on the field. Like I think that was massive. So, they were, they were. I,
0: yeah, I think I think you it's fair to say Mackinacans looked flat in extra time. Like yeah. you kind of ran over the top of them, and it was no real contest in extra time. To be honest, after being such a kind of a great game all throughout, you really kind of got you know up to fifth gear pretty quick. And you kind of had control yeah. all the way through that. You were kind of comfortable there right Right towards the end of the extra time, which must have been a bit of a relief for you on the line.
4: Yeah. I think, Agreed. Shani, you can correct me if wrong. I think we made eight or nine subs on the day. Yeah,
1: you did, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah.
4: Um, <laughs> and I think the only two the only two forwards that stayed on were Jack Carr and Shani. Um, yeah. Everyone else, everyone else, like, we brought on, I think, um, Parry Kays, who was a, tip minor i believe we brought on uh, graham horn Carl Horn's brother he was center forward from Unown last year we brought on dan mccormick who was um he'd be playing for Callan. you know they'd be an intermediate a strong intermediate club in click as well so you know all of them got on the scoreboard pretty quickly like and i think i think we started running through them a bit a bit easier because we had the fresh legs on and they, they were after playing a solid 60 minutes as well, and they didn't seem to have changed that many of their backs, so we kind of had the fresh legs on them, and again, like, with the movement, you know, of of Cahill going between the half-back line and the full forward line, it's very hard to mark, you know, it's very hard to mark that.
1: Yeah, I think, like, freeze were very crucial as well, I mean, like you had 24 points, you know, were scored over both teams for the for the whole game on freeze, and like, mm-hmm. to be fair, the McNeillans, I thought, you know, as Liam said, they were a bit flat, I think, but you know, they had some very good performances in out of Dan Lorden who was in midfield for them. I thought he was very I good. thought he was absolutely brilliant. I thought he yeah. was brilliant, yeah. Cah- Cahill Nocton rallied very well, you know, to bring the to, uh, to drag them out of the out of the, the I guess the slump they are in and yeah. so score, He scored four points. There's a five points I think he got um, Mikey Bowles is very good at centre forward. So Mike they Goals had fellas started, there, yeah. you know, and Aiden thing got twelve points in from freeze, but like outside of that, you know, I did probably didn't get, you know, you know, they did, didn't get the performance they probably needed, I guess. Um, yeah, yeah. So, like, their I full think, back, it still wasn't bad. Like, Sean O'Mara was very good at full back. Yeah, um, he was, he so. was. Like, we
4: got, I think we were, like, when you say that, both sets of backs like, you look at the previous game, McAdams, um, they got six fifteen. Like, our full back line and a half back line, they didn't get a shot on goal. You know, mm. a, a drop on ball from 70 yards, I think, it was, a, was the closest that they got to it and on the other side we got one chance and we took it and timmy didn't yeah. wasn't other like he uh, i think a ball hit a post and came down funny yeah. for him but other than that he wasn't yeah. really on the pressure it does not it does show you that then, the, the 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 both full back lines were were, were dominant like
1: where is michael barry then, from
4: brian um, he's he's from cork don't ask me what club he's from now in cork but he's yeah. from cork <laughs> yeah I was just,
1: why just why wanted it. to
0: get the car question the, the car question no, in he's, he's very tidy actually of
1: course he's yeah, of right. course.
2: He's, he's, he, yeah, he's a savage th- fullback the, week, the, week, the, week, the weekend kicked off well for you Brian as well in that yeah, your own Mulder got up to senior A with um,
4: oh, a serious performance from that Kelly man Un- again unbelievable unbelievable like um, you know like lost a bit of his pace but still has the, he, the does he put the fear of God into a cornerback you know, knowing that Paul or Owen Kelly's coming behind you, I better clear it. And if he does if he makes any mistakes at all, on he's such a way of getting over you know, the ball and, and taking it and dispossessing you at, it's unreal how he does it. Like, you know, still you know you know, people are saying he's only on it for freeze, but like scoring two two from play. You know, the man is still able to hurl and well able to hurl.
0: Do you think you know? we we'll see him yeah, play I next year, senior again next year, so Brian, you think he's another year in him?
4: I definitely. Definitely. Definitely, couldn't see why he wouldn't, you know, after looking at that, couldn't see why he wouldn't pl- give him one more year, you know.
0: Well, Brian, I, I think, look, there's a good chance you could be called ashore and brought back to lead him into the senior <laughs> league and championship I, next year I, after I, that no, performance up in Sydney. No. You could be getting the phone <laughs> call.
4: Not a, not Brian, a where were those health.
1: changes back in Crow Park last August that we needed? Oh,
2: Jesus. <laughs> I, I don't know how many times, Sean, I brought you
1: on and off there to try and change it up. You
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: <It laughs> couldn't take me off, you <laughs> Um,
0: look, brain, look, thank I look, uh, on, hey, no, Brian. That's
4: no problem.
0: That's no problem. No, thanks um, so much um, for getting us on, brain. Go giggles. Go for giggles. Go on, any pop of giggles. Go G- giggle. for it.
4: Just one quick one, giggles. There. Um, when are we going to see a power rate <laughs> for Sydney or for Australia?
0: Oh, this Valley
2: Gunner I had, thing had, has to stop fairly soon. <laughs> in fair, Brian, I, I I was I was um I was I was looking at St. Pat's um in the power rankings today that considering you won the county final, but I, I kinda go on the basis of would would Gary Owen beat St. Pat's and the answer would definitely be a resounding yes. So oh. I couldn't put you in the tweet. <laughs> <laughs>
0: And you do Brian? You hit the nail in oh, the head. These these power rankings are causing a lot of controversy. You will uh, hear the episode <laughs> that, later on. Now it's causing a lot of trouble so yeah. I'm glad that you're picking up in the Ballygunner gunner um, scandal as well. <laughs> yeah. Well, look, Brian. Uh, enjoy, yeah, I to- enjoy the celebrations again this weekend. I'm sure the Pat's crew will be back at it again, and um, hopefully yeah. we'll all be back playing together in February with post post Christmas Australia. Yeah. The borders will be back open. We we we'll, we'll all have a crack of, off each other at the sevens.
4: Let's let hope that yeah we 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 meet you down the sevens, Please God.
0: Thanks, Brian. Talk to you soon. Bye.
4: thanks again for having me on. your are gentleman.
0: Take care, bye-bye.
4: Bye
3: bye.
0: a Great to have Brian Vaughn on there, guys. Um like I do say anyone at home there. With an hour to spare there during the week, do throw on the the, the Sydney Finals. It's a, it's a really good game of hurling just to see what the standard is like out here with some good big names as well. Excellent commentary. The stream is up on at NSWGA on Facebook. So definitely check it out. And big thanks to Brian for coming on again. But yeah, obviously we've had an amazing weekend of county finals. And probably after having Brian Vaughan on we should probably touch on the on the tip county final first. Um what an absolute cracking game of hurling inside in Semple Stadium. Like it's all you wanted. in a Hurley match in that at the weekend wasn't it Eagles?
2: yeah it was I've written down here drama 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 like you you couldn't write a script like this for Kildangan who um, had won a county before probably were slight favourites going in had lost two of the last four county finals John McGrath steps up hits a 65 over the bar everyone's waiting for the point whistle. There's talks that some of the bloody Lockmore backs thought it was the final whistle when the referee blew it so loudly. The centre forward went up, caught it, handed it over to Brian McLaughlin, who came back on. And lads, the, the other thing, the thing, the whole thing that was right through the weekend was the quality of goals. Would you believe it? Like, the, the quality of goals that were scored this weekend through McLaughlin, through Dempsey and Limerick, through Sean, what's his name? More wow. than Kula. Serious, like the the quality of it, their top corner. Is the quality no, of hurling though, yes. But
0: the quality so of hurling I, is massive. It's like this is it, unbelievable. It
2: is, it is. It's it's better at the moment than being in the middle of the intercounty season because, like, you might get two All-Ireland semi-finals in a weekend or two quarter-finals, so you have two games to look at. At the moment, you can put on an Antrim county final, you can put on a Dublin county fine, Tipperary county final, Water, Wexford, Kilkenny, whatever, and you're seeing quality games. The, like the standard of the club senior player now, i, I I'd, I'd argue was probably around the same standard as an intercounty player maybe ten to fifteen years ago. Do you know what I mean? like it's it's at such wow. a level. the professionalism is there. they've all got the statisticians to go conditioning coaches. possibly closer. so um the the quality is amazing and it's just it's finally, I guess the club, the club, the club man gets his day in the sun um fingers crossed they fix the season next year, but back to the match. I think the two Flynn's for oh, I believe uh, it. the Flynn's are brilliant. Like Paul Flynn is a name synonymous with scoring. Whether you're Waterford Paul Flynn, Dublin Paul Flynn, but now just Paul Flynn. Mm. And it was like the harder the angle, the less effort he looked like he was putting in, and the greater the point that they've scored. It was it was it was just an all round amazing performance by, by him. Um, so yeah, uh, new champions in Tip, and, and to be fair to Tip, you won't like hearing this now, Liam, but. The standard of their teams and the championship is so competitive there as well. Like you've got different teams winning it every year. Kildangan, Barsley, Tarla Sarsfields, Clan to Rossmoor, Inch, and Tarlis Sarsfields on the, on the boundaries. There's eight to ten senior teams there that are capable of winning it. And it, it's a very good championship appearance to it.
0: No, excellent, cha- excellent championship indeed. Again, probably don't kick on in the, into the All-Ireland Club championships like they would have wanted, Haven't probably got the Club All-Ireland to reflect the quality of those championships, which is interesting. I think also looking back at that county final, no, it's an easy thing to say, but what that game would have been like playing at the end of October with those two teams compared to when it was played there last Sunday sun splitting the stones, hard ground in Turles, short passing game, bouncing the ball off the ground like little 15 20 yard passes. It just it, that's the style of those two teams, you know, and it allowed them to play the game of hurling that they want to play. So I think that's what we're getting to see as well. You're not seeing these dogfights. You're seeing like lads going hammer and tongs, score for score. And even it went to extra time. There was a couple of lads were sore, but the pace didn't let up an extra time. They, like that pace went all the way through that game and there was never more than a couple of pints in it. And he just never thought for a second, even though when they went that one pint up, he didn't think it was over. You know, I felt so sorry for, no, for Noel McGrath. I thought he put in an unbelievable performance he was on every ball he was back in their half back line towards the end as well um i thought he was a real leader from the whole way through the game but then you look at the other side and you saw the flins how they step up and McLaughlin, who who came back on i think he was he started came off then came back on injury time and scored i think he scored 1-2 yeah. in or sorry 1-2 an extra time <laughs> you know which yeah. is a huge return um huge. huge and i thought what was great as well aside very small thing the difference 200 people in the stand makes like the noise coming through for two hundred people at the match was outrageous, and even showing all the killer people like literally jumping up and down and around the pitch. After it was just great to see that the only people at the game were from the two clubs and the passion. There was no neutrals at the game for a county final, and that raw passion at the club level. Um, just a brilliant advertisement for hurling, and look like you said we've seen it right across the other counties as well over the weekend.
1: Yeah, ferocious effort by Lockmore and Castellani as well. I guess they're. They're on the wrong end of it. Like, but you could see, I just watched them very closely. You could see how, you know, they're a footballing club as well. They play the game, link play a whole time, you know, man on the shoulder, you know, a man 10, 20 yards apart, nice hardly pass, keep the ball moving up the lines. Um, but they were phenomenal. And you like you you have guys as well, because You're on about the club players. I reckon you'll see a lot of changes in county panels this year. For a couple of reasons first of all the exposure the club player is getting but second of all because it's late in the year for the inter-county season and like i can guarantee you like and we'll talk about the piercia game later but like out of that team you can see john maher from lachnore castellini surely getting close to the tipperary team you know come into county season as well
2: yeah it, it's, it's definitely something to consider and the, lee made an interesting point there the time of the year like, in fairness, Munster Hurling is synonymous with you know, that short pass and skillful, and we talked about it. And Leinster would be more synonymous, and, and so would Connacht with physicality. And even if you look at the last decade, let's just take the last decade, 2010 to 2019, what you can see is you've got five Leinster teams winning the All-Ireland Club. You've got three Connacht teams, and you've only had one Munster and one Ulster, Lockheed, Shamrock and the Piercing, which is an interesting stat. Probably reflecting of the type of Hurling those guys play, obviously you've got... a t- a phenomenally talented Ballyhale team there in the mix as well who are physical and can play in both conditions but um this time of the year you, you see the likes of a team like Kildangan who are young fast very skillful, definitely coming to the fore
0: yeah super super stuff and super stuff from the coverage on TG Carter as well just bringing like the level of coverage they have brought to the club game, we're obviously tuning in on all different streaming platforms. But I still, I don't think you can beat watching a county final on TGK or Osgoelga, even though I, w- I don't proclaim to be any great Irish speaker myself. But I do love watching the club matches in, in, in the Irish. It was, it was just the coverage they bring is brilliant. Um, and obviously we had, the, on the Saturday night, we had the, the Limburg County final was uh, Dune and Nipirshig and another entertaining game with you know the top team in the county coming through there again.
2: I just I'll say it lads, before you say it. I call I tipped the Sig, I tipped Kildang and I tipped Sam Pat's last Thursday. I think both you went for Dune, uh, Lockmore and uh, Carmack MacInnis. Just throwing that out there before you go criticising my power rankings in the next segment. <laughs> but um, it, it 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 wasn't it, in fairness it was it wasn't a twenty-seven point beating, Really, do you know what I mean? It wasn't it wasn't that much in it other than the fact in the last quarter after last Warwick Dune kind of threw in the towel and the sig didn't let up and put the foot on the throat and absolutely destroyed them. But, like, the one player, like, there was, you could pick out all the players, but the player I picked out was David Dempsey. Two goals, like, one, he couldn't have hit the ball more into the corner, off (laughs) the post and just underneath the crossbar. Like, talk about an absolute beautiful placement and a bullet of a shot at the same time. And then when you think he couldn't top that, he got an awkward pass onto his... Weaker side on the right took one touch and then roofed the net as well. It was finishing of the top order. Um, he hasn't got a start with the Limerick senior team yet. He's got tough competition there in the half order with Clyde Hayes, Morrissey and um, Hegarty. It'll be interesting to see does he break into that this year now as well with the form he's in. He's now standing up for But you feel sorry for Dune. They were missing two county players, Richie English and Darrow Donovan, which is you know a, a team looking to get their first county and they missed their two county boys, it's harder than anyone, and I think Sig just have that huge strength in depth that they were missing Kevin Downs and Shane Dowling, but it didn't matter, because they could just bring on two or three new lads who were just as good as them.
0: Yeah, I think there was a yeah, bit of it. As you say, like got... Go ahead, Johnny.
1: You're gonna, you're... As I said, yeah, you're going to have, like, Napiersegg are as good as a lot of inter-county teams, you know, on the bottom rung and the ladder in Ireland at the moment, and, like, you look at like Ronald Lynch is another guy I'm thinking of, you know, surely he's going to get called up by John Kiley. You know, Willow who's going to put his hand up to partner Keane Lynch with, um with the Limerick squad as well. Connor Boylan, who's another guy with uh, Nipirshig, his phenomenal performance. Like while, it, while the, the score wasn't justified, do you think, um, Giggles, I I actually do, it just shows the power and the class of Nipirshig as well at the same time, and just how bloody good they are. They're just, they're a phenomenal team. Um You did you
2: didn't guess, even
1: mention the two they there like <laughs> Exactly <laughs> Exactly. do <laughs> you Peter Casey is is probably coming to his prime now and he surely get a starting spot now with the Limerick team.
0: Yeah, he's a phenomenal hurler. I always very impressed with him. Mm. very, very tidy. Um and I look I do I do think though, you know, you say it doesn't look it didn't look like twenty-seven point win, but it's a massive drop in a county final no matter what way you look at. Um and I you know when you just look at the Tipperary County final when there was not and could separate them and then what we saw down in Limerick, um I suppose a little bit disappointing but they've probably had a pretty competitive championship up until that point point and we had the same kind of four semi finalists as, as last year but I, I think they'll be in good stead, um going into the county or inter county championship on the back of a very good Limerick championship and you know and the Pearse would obviously have a big backbone big backbone there, um the Dublin County final giggles was you know. Kula Bula, you're a big Kula man. Um, they got an- another win there. Uh, interesting enough, up in Dublin with the lockdown coming in, that all amateur sport was put on hiatus. So only sport allowed to play in Dublin was elite sport, but there was an ex- exemption made for senior championship in Gaelic games. Mm. So you know, the hurling and football championships in Dublin could go ahead, but if you were a you know a pretty high ranking. Amateur soccer player up in Dublin playing at a high level. You weren't allowed to play. So interesting to see the power that the GA has there that they were able to run off the rest mm-hmm. of the Dublin championships even under lockdown.
1: Dublin GA is elite w- now, isn't it? For all the money they have. <laughs>
0: but see, that is. I, the, I think
2: I think it just goes to show, it just proves our point that it, the senior club game is nearly as elite. Like if you throw in a, a senior club hurler. And put him into a fitness race with a, a League of Ireland soccer player. I'd back the senior club harder most, most days of the week anyway.
0: No, but I just I, I just think it was it was an interesting exemption to make that they could justify one no, no. Oh, yeah, yeah, amateur yeah. sport can play and the other has to stop. You know, it's dangerous ground, but they're obviously delighted if they're at the, the the pointy end of things to get their finals paid off. But Kula, now what was that for Kula? Is that three in a row for Kula?
2: It was five out of six They've won the last two Ballyboden won three years ago and um, it, it was an interesting match I actually watched the whole thing it was cool it looked way better on paper than they do sometimes in play and Ballyboden didn't like while you say Ballyboden didn't look that strong they had a man called Richie Foley on the bench who we all know from Watford who didn't even get a run in so Rich, Richie's obviously he's got a, a big job up in Dublin at the moment he couldn't commit to Abbey side and, this year, and he's injured he, he was in back Ballyboden yeah he's probably coming back from injury as well yeah so he would have been a big difference. He was fully fit. But Ballyboden looked like they were really dogged and they kept in the game. But the, the bit of class from Kula, Sean Moran in particular, was 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 very, very good. Like there was a guy called James Madden. He's on the he's a cornerback, wing back on the Dublin team. He did a great job on Kyle Callahan. Man marked him for the whole game, really took him out of it. Um but again, going back to quality of goals, Sean Moran got the ball in the 45 solo through. lengthened the hurley just to get more power on the shot and Fionn Magary in the Ballyboden goal didn't see didn't see a, a minute of it. So um, yeah, it, it, it was it was a solid performance by Kula I wouldn't say an amazing performance, but really well organised, good team, um, and uh, a worthy win for Kula
0: Yeah, that game is available on YouTube still on the Dublin GA YouTube channel. Worth checking out if you haven't haven't seen it yet. Um, and again coverage just wall to wall GE at the moment which is fantastic especially for us down under here in Melbourne um, getting to see all these club games back at home, normally it would be a toss of a kind on TG Car between what county finals be shown at the weekend but there's just non-stop entertainment and we're not even touching the football there was an amazing county final up in Tyrone ended in penalties with Dungannon getting the victory there which is there's unbelievable scenes up, up up the north there as well so um, brilliant coverage but look coming up next is the most controversial man in town. It's Giggles with the power rankings. I talk to God as much as I talk
1: to Satan Cause I want to hear both sides Does that make me cynical? There are no miracles And this is no miraculous life I savour hate as much as I crave love Because I'm just a twisted guy is this the pinnacle? Is
3: this the pinnacle? The pinnacle of being alive. Now I see the light. We're going well lads. But lads, bring the bit of fucking government into your play the next day on, the Tigerish play. The discipline, the tightness, the the, 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 the rough and tumble stuff out around the middle of the field, the fucking breaking ball. a a grain of rice is going to tip the scale, just remember that lads, a grain of rice will tip the scale But you'll have to get steely tough upstairs and you must be willing to fucking break your guts You were fucked over the line twice Fucked over the line like you'd catch a fucking loaf of bread and fucked you over the line with his shorts up And what that does is, it lifts the opposition We don't want to see no Westmeat man fucked about Is that clear now Alan? No more! You'll have to be closer we we'll would have to fucking crash into these fellas and test out their fucking pulse. Because I'm telling you lads, these fellas that play a good football if they're alone. Give me one fucking guarantee each and every one of you, that you're going to be tighter, that you're going to be more disciplined, that you're going to be more tigerish and that you're going to take the fucking game to these fellas. That these fellas will get such a fucking shell shock next Saturday evening that we'll put them back in their fucking asses for fucking ten years.
0: Unbelievable from Party. Every time I hear that, I absolutely love it. Marooned on YouTube as well. I'm giving a great plug for YouTube here tonight. Uh, you can watch that documentary anytime. I think it's also on the GA Go documentaries. Could be wrong there. Um, but look, Giggles, look, you, you got the feedback at the start of the show. Number of people not happy. Brian Vaughan also Give his last c- comments. He couldn't sleep on Saturday night, even before the final, with that ridiculous Bally Gunner number one. I'm very loud there. Shawnee and Giggles are telling me that's okay. It's okay on my side, lads with Giggles, over to you for your power rankings
2: um, yeah every, every time I hear that I can't but think of Jamie Kremen it, it, it just feels like I'm, I'm listening to Jamie Kremen before a Gary Old match get fucking stuck in lads um, but look the power rankings this week at number 10 we've got a new entrant and only because they were beaten by a puck of a ball and putting these lads in that's Lockmore Castellini in a 10 they've had an amazing championship they're the football they nearly had the tip bag in in. in Tip final in the bag, they didn't quite, but they are a new entrant. at number nine. Team that are in the Galway county final, who won the semi final at the weekend, they were my show for Galway at the start of the year. Turlock Moore, um, Dahi Burke, who played centre back, centre forward, and at some one stage full forward. There's a lovely clip on YouTube of him setting up a goal. Um, are in at nine, down one position. Uh, your own very own Dixborough in at eight. Liam uh, didn't play at the weekend, so they couldn't really affect their own position. But who jumped ahead of Mark who are the Tipperary Counter Champions. They're up one place. Chemeliers, no movement at six. Down two positions down into fifth are St Thomas's. They didn't play at the weekend, so they couldn't really affect their, their standings. Down two places to four are Bally Hale. Uh, didn't play it again at the weekend, couldn't affect their standing. Down two places to three are Bally Gunner. Didn't play at the weekend, so couldn't affect their own standings. Up three to two, um, two-time All-Ireland champions this this decade, and won their Dublin County final. They didn't, they weren't beaten after they got out of knockout stages, and they were just a very, very strong team on paper. And number one, Mark Wade got got his way, um, but I think he's dead right. And I just really got to see them in the, like for a full game for the first time. And after being beaten by Kilmallock in the first round, you know, you think, "Jesus, this Napier City team are actually on the way out." And Will O'Donoghue, who was the captain, was so defiant in his speech and in comments he met after the game that they were never going to be beaten after they got that shot with Kilmallock. And they just have a fantastic team. They're littered with county players. Mike Casey, Willow O'Donoghue, Dempsey, uh, Downs, take your pick. I can keep going on. Um, so they're they're number one at the moment. But what's very interesting about this whole thing is it's probably the best position for most clubs because if you think of Game of Thrones, right, Game of Thrones is probably the most enthralling series that anybody was ever watching. But a lot of people consider that they ruined it with the ending, like that they absolutely killed it. Whereas a team like Kildanga now can go out and win their county final and they go out in a high. Whereas in the past, they might have been beaten in the next week in the Munster Club. And they be, their year would end on a low and they still have a few what ifs. Anybody who wins the county championship this year will have no what ifs. We'd all love it for to be a Munster in a Leinster Championship and an All-Ireland Club Series. Maybe they should run it off in the weekend, 15 side matches, 15 minutes aside side matches or something like that. Because the mouth-watering prospects are from like Kildangan, Napiercy, Ballygunner and Munster. The winners of Dixborough and Hale coming up against Koolaar, Shemeliers or, or whoever wins Offaly in Leash and Carlo uh, in Leinster. There would be some quality matches, not to mention Slaughton-Neill and, Slot- and, Neil and So. It's not going to be like Game of Thrones. They're not going to ruin the ending for anybody. Everyone's going to go home happy who wins the county final. lot or in there,
1: They're probably going to help them, help they won't they'll be, have something to say in Munster.
2: Yeah, they might, yeah. <laughs> Sean, you don't disagree with me that there should be no Cork team in that top 10. So we, we won't even get into that. Well, right? that I, I tell
1: you, I'll tell you, I would pick, I would take out. Well, first of all, if there's a Cork County champions, right? How can you have losing county champions in there? Um, how can you have a Wexford team ahead of the Cork county champions? You know, I just I don't know.
2: Just on that my whole premise is. My, go on, Eagles.
0: Go on, go on Liam. Go on. Your whole premise is.
2: I was just going to say my, my whole premise is so you're right. You're putting Glen Rovers into that, right? They haven't won a county final in three years, right? Yeah. They seem to be the best team. And my question is, would Lockmore Castellani beat Glen Rovers? And my answer to you is, I think they would. So I can't put them in.
0: Like I just can't put
2: St Pat's in. They're St Pat's won Sydney. <laughs> I think Lockmore Castleline will beat St Pat's. <laughs>
0: Do you know what the interesting so thing is, Gingas, in Though, you've actually buckled to the pressure though, and you've taken Baligaunor out of number one. That's that's the big takeaway for me. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. you've yeah. Not. hung, I've you've I've played, hung in. So to myself no, 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 you've I, hung tough for so long. And
2: I've always said that when I watch the team who I think would beat Gunner, they would go to number one. And watching the piercing at the weekend, looking at. The quality of forwards that they have and the quality of backs i still believe if bally gunner would play bally hale the way bally hale are playing at the moment the bally hale backs look suspect i think vicksburg have a great chance to begin. we'll get onto that later on so hence the reason why bally gunner ahead of bally hale this year i'm not no one's talking about the all irelands that they've won or the the quality or the history or anything like that 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 can't be argued but what i did this weekend was i looked at games and i thought geez would cool beat bally gunner if they played each other today on the hard ground and i think cool might beat bally gunner and I think
0: the piercing would be the latter. There you go, there you go. At least, it's good to see the Bally Gunner mid-fall down, and that not that Warfare team was number one, which was very controversial, and, you know, a lot of people getting in touch, so it's great to see you fold, folded on that one. Um, and I, sh- wouldn't
1: agree, I wouldn't disagree with the piercing. The piercing are, look awesome. Um, I'd still have, I in my, I'll just say top three, I'd have the piercing Bally Hill, and I'd have probably... Um, St. Thomas's, just based on recent history. Yeah, that's really whatever. It. It's farm. It's farm
0: teams. Me, he sure. is going on farm teams. To be fair to him, I do give him credit for that. No, he no. is going on farm teams, no. which should be what the power rankings are about. So credit for credit is due. And and look, Eagles. Look, you took a lot of slack from the listeners, but you stayed true. And you kept coming back week after week, even facing the criticism head on. So, look, we respect you for that. But this weekend, we'll have a big say in it, though. Like, I am expecting, we'll talk about in the next, just before we wrap up. But if there, whoever wins in Kilkenny this weekend has to be number one. That's what I'm going to be telling you here now. Because the Kilkenny Championship, what we've seen, back to back, Club All Ireland Champions, it's probably the most, I'd say, the best club championship out there in terms of the winners coming through have either won a Leinster or won a club all Ireland in recent years. I'm expecting either Dixborough or Bally Hale to be number one in next week's episode. I, so I'm looking forward to hearing what that's going to be. I
1: would I would agree with you. To an, it depends on who wins, though.
2: Why does it depend would, on who wins? I would,
1: I would, I would say if Ballyhale if Ballyhale win, possibly they'll be number one. But if they don't win, I don't think you can knock me piercing off for Dixborough, who haven't done anything in, in the all Ireland scene lately.
0: But we're going on I current
2: form. I won't be buckling into the pressure for anybody, never mind the two E's. So <laughs> <laughs> we can move on now. That it's up to Giggles sorry. then, yeah. All right, okay. Giggles, <laughs>
0: thanks, for, thanks for the power rankings and we're coming up next to have a, a preview of the upcoming finals this week and then we will wrap up. Which is always, you know, a great show
3: you know to say that you walk the steps of crow park and you lifted the mccarthy cup like and but you know we never changed one bit from the day we started let's say our first game with with
2: moore going back to your locals and the people that you brought up with and you're reared with and it's just there's nothing like coming back there
3: like one the fancy open top bus lad. i think we had doubles, richard douggans lorry and really, yeah yeah on the back of your lorry and off town it's just lovely country and a few bonfires
0: lovely country people down in Glenmore County Kilkenny Glenmore actually won the Club All-Ireland in 1991 beating Patrick's well of Limerick so there's good good farm there for Kilkenny teams coming over Limerick teams in Club All-Ireland um, great weekend ahead coverage I cannot wait obviously Dixburg playing Ballyhill this weekend looking at the weather which I do think is going to be a big factor for the quality of hurling that we've been getting it's 16 degrees and dry for Kilkenny for Sunday so far which will probably be perfect conditions I know there's huge hype in the club Back home, we've been talking to Davey there, just at the start of the week there, big pressure on now for the tickets, the ticket allocation for a county final, there is, you know, war over who gets to go to this match, given the limited numbers and the big membership that Dixborough have, and look, Ballyhale the same, the whole parish will want to be going to that game, so it's it's really tough when you think about that, people who are so used to going to ma- any kind of Dixborough match all their lives, and now it's look of a draw if some of them get to go because the players are included in that those numbers and with family and that kind of thing as well and committee. So it's going to be it's going to be really tough on some people who don't get to go. But we we're great it is on TV. But um, we we touched on our last week's episode. Can I think.
2: Davey
0: it, Ryan get a ticket, Liam. Will he? Davey Ryan's in, on the panel. He's on the panel. He's in for a sub okay, goalie. He was in in the county semi final. The sub goalie he's been injured, so Davey's been called up as a as a sub goalie. So yeah, Davey will be there, tugged out, ready to go. Um, and then obviously they're into the junior county final the week after but um, yeah you, we've had talked about this briefly before we we'll look at it again I think it's going to be very similar to what we saw in Tipperary um, at the weekend in terms of two teams and I don't think there's going to be much between them I think it's going to come right down to the end I would not be surprised similar to what we got in the league final in Kilkenny that we could get extra time again in this one I, I think looking at Bally look at your phone there what about the big
1: injury yeah, the big injury in Dixborough
0: I don't that- know I think Aidan Nolan is going to be given every chance right up until probably the, the morning of the match Um, whether he's going to be in or not we don't really yeah. know wh- where that one is Um, just yet because you know he had a pretty serious injury so he's just probably going to give him every chance and then they'll probably do a fitness test Sunday morning hopefully he's going to make it because he's a massive player for Dixborough scoring forward and want someone who will trouble the body hail defence given his pace um, yeah but look, I, I, I think there's not going to be a whole lot in it. And I think just looking at it in terms of right, you look at the axis of the kind of TJ and Colin Fenley, they are going to score on Sunday, right? They're going to do damage, that's inevitable, but it's just about limiting it, I think. You saw Colin score two four against James Stevens and whatever TJ scored one, whatever, including his freeze from play as well. If you can just get Colin down to one one or one two and knock a couple of points off TJ, you have a great chance of beating him. You just can't let them go do on toll, I think that's going to be the big thing if, if Dicksburg can limit their influence knowing that they're still going to be influential
2: Will, will Killian Buckley pick up TJ, Liam?
0: I don't think he will, I, I, I think it'd be a mistake to put Killian on TJ given the way TJ moves around the field, he'll, he'll drag Killian everywhere I think Killian will want to kind of sit in that number 6 role, I wouldn't be surprised if they put someone else directly onto TJ, maybe Tom Kenny, um, to follow him around more so, I, right. I, I just think it, Killian isn't a man marker, he's not. You know they did yeah, it with Conor. Yeah. Tried to put him on Conor Callahan there a few years ago as well, and Conor Callan was in kind of full forward and corner forward. And you know Killian's more a man who kind of makes his own plays and attacks the ball himself and reads the game. I just don't think he's a, a man marker. So I, I'd be surprised if he moves into centre forward. He'll pick him up. But I don't think he's going to fall around the field.
1: Yeah, I, don't, I think he's best suited there. I mean, he's hardly on his skin at the moment. He's back up to where where he was before he had that injury. Um, I think would I think I agree with you. I think it'd be a mistake putting him to follow TJ around, um, and you need you need a bit of coverage there in front of uh, Evan Cody as well. You know to watch out for Colin Finley. You know, so I, I look based on based on I guess the axis of Colin Finley and and TJ Reid. You've got Evan Cody and you've got you know Buckley as well. But whoever's going to pick up TJ when he goes roaming, I think you know. There is a match there for them into who they haven't faced all year. I know you can say it if you know Kilkenny center backs and center and full backs have been you know pretty competitive with them and James Stevens, especially you know, but they still rattle off you know high scores. But I just think this is where the game's going to be won. I'm going to be watching very attentively on where Buckley goes and what he does. Does he sit you know or does he go and attack because he's he's good at both? Like, so <clears throat> I am um, you know, I'm I really think this is this is Dixborough's chance now to go and claim a title this year. Um, I said it started here, I reckon Fenley and um, Adrian Mullen. Too much of a big loss, um, especially in the any Championship as well. And I think Sunday's going to... Or, or, is it Saturday or Sunday? Sunday night. Sunday, Sunday they're going to come a crapper, And I'm going for a Dixborough win by three points.
0: Oh, Love it's great here. That's Johnny Who are the
2: two cornerbacks for the who, who are the who are the two cornerbacks for Liam?
0: Uh we have a young young Carol in one corner and a corner Fitzpatrick in the other corner. Two good young cornerbacks.
2: And how are how are they equipped how are they equipped to mark the likes of Owen Reid and the other Cody lads?
0: I think I think yeah, they
2: first name, the very fast
1: fella.
0: Uh Brian Cody. Yeah, I think I think they'll do very well on them.
1: No, not Brian Cody.
0: Sorry,
1: okay. They come I, from the school Of Liam Lennon saying? Cornerbacks
0: <laughs> No look They're two they're they're What's too- the
2: name of the Cody Fellow who's at, Played off his left hand side the, the main corner forward For frickin Bally Hale Brian now. Cody plays Wing forward wing With forward. blue helmets it own Cody Own Cody Is it No Yeah
1: Owen Cody, you're right. Yeah. Owen Cody giggles, yeah. You're right. Yeah, and Owen
0: Reed. Yeah, look, interesting. I thought Owen Reed was actually very I quiet mean, the last he, day. Owen, Owen Reed was very quiet against James Evans. He actually, I think he got a point as all from play. He wasn't really in it. So I, I wouldn't be, like, they're two good hurlers, and Owen Reed, obviously has been around a long time and is a very, very good player. But I think, uh, you know, it'll be a good battle, but I'd be very confident the two boys in the corner. Yeah. It's, it's
2: interesting. I, I, I kind of think... I agree with Johnny. I think this is the, a brilliant opportunity for Dixbury to have a go. I think it might be fair to say that Shamrocks don't have much off the bench this year for the first time in a long time. Whereas in the past they would have had been able to bring in strong lads who would score, but they don't seem to have anyone coming. In. They, I don't know. if they make any substitutes at all the last two games? Whereas Dixbury have the likes of Ushing. Goff was one guy that came on who was very impressive, and they brought on Urfell as well who got a point or two. And and, and Babby Hale's backs are definitely weakened without Michael Fenley at centre back and they've moved Evan Sheffman into midfield, I think, and they, they don't look as dominant as they were. And I think if Shane Stapleton can run at Richie Reed like he ran at the the, the Oxling Gale centre back for the entire game, and your man is injured, no or your man's injury clears up Nolan, and the other wing forward who was oh what's your other wing forward's name, Liam?
0: Oh who was playing wing forward Sheehan Aiden Nolan I can't even remember who was wing forward last day shocking, shocking. He, was,
2: he was good as well. and Bill Sheen inside like they've got real strong runners and I think if they're going to win they're going to have to run at Hale. I'm going to go with a Dixborough win as well I'm going to go I'm going to give them the four point I can see I can see Shane Stapleton or Billy Sheehan putting up the insurance score in the Dixborough crowd going mental and Liam absolutely shouting at the television at one o'clock in the morning over here in, in Melbourne.
0: Yeah, well, that would be phenomenal if they were. That's amazing. The three of us are tipping them. That's fantastic to see. Giggles, you and you're on You're on a hot streak. So that gives me um great confidence. Um,
2: <laughs> we have all see you now on Sunday night. But best of <laughs> luck to Dixborough. We hope they win for your benefit, Liam. We, we actually are sh- all shouting for them as well. Bally Hale have won enough. Uh... Lean Moore. Lean Moore.
0: Jesus. Far. Yeah. Sorry. Lean Moore. Yeah. Look, Lean has probably been one of our most exciting prospects. He just came through a minor last year. Um, so he has a very exciting future ahead of him. I think he's going to be a future Kilkenny like hurler. Um, and hopefully, you know, he'll be up against it this weekend. He's only a young fella, but he's shown great. I suppose um steady steady head and steady shoulders for a fellow of his age and brings a great bit of pace to that f- half hour line as well with Shane Stapleton and hopefully Ed and Owen as well. So yeah, I'm gonna go for at two points is my prediction. So hopefully we will all be cheering him on Sunday night. Giggles is thinking of staying up, he's not sure yet. Sean, are you gonna sit up and watch it?
1: Um what time is it on?
0: Half eleven hour time.
1: I will, yeah. you yeah. Yeah. will,
0: yeah. Shawnee sit up, yeah, yeah. Um, you <laughs> your own county final in Cork this weekend. You don't seem too excited no, about it. Oh, semi-final. Sorry. Semi-final. semi-final. Yeah.
1: yeah. So you guys, you've got um, Glen Rovers and Aaron Zone. That's on Saturday evening. And then you've got Black Rock on um, UCC. Black Rock and UCC is on a four o'clock. And Glenn Rovers and Aaron Zone is on the evening, half seven. Um, I kind of touched on this a couple of weeks ago. Black Rock, UCC, I think... I think UCC will come a cropper here. I've seen BlackRock against Douglas. My first time seeing them, actually. And I know they've been in county finals recently as well. And they've got Fergie Ryan at the helm there with John Brown. <clears throat> um, very strong team. I think they'll, they'll have way too much for UCC. I think they'll probably win comfortably by five or six points. Um, the other semi final Glen Rovers, Aaron Zone would be a very good game. Aaron Zone will have nothing to lose after beating a very fancied Sarsfield team. Um, and I reckon they'll be very confident of pulling off an upset again against Glen Rovers. I'd see them going a long way in it. Um, I think the fact that Glen Rovers want to play the game in four weeks will go against them, but I think they just have that little bit of extra firepower that might get them over the line. Look, no, in saying that, so did Sarsfields have that firepower. So I wouldn't be surprised to see Aaron Zorn get through to a county final in this one and I reckon it'll be Black Rock on the other side but um, yeah I think the, the bookies will be going for an, an Aarons or a Glen Rovers Black Rock final which will be two big city teams
0: and that they're all live on Irish Examiner um, coverage Shawnee over yeah. the weekend
1: yeah they'll be live near the Irish Examiner with probably uh, Mark Landers and Shawnee McGrath probably be on it Landers
0: like nah,
1: <laughs> welcome back to Liam McCarthy. <laughs>
2: I'm going to go against you there, Shawnee. I think UCC are primed to beat, to knock Black Rock out this weekend. They've got a couple of Tipperary lads, Paddy Cheadle there, Mark Keogh from and They've got, um, not Willow doing Paddy O'Loughlin from Kilmallock, And they've got a fair few Cork boys in around them as well. And they've won two games on the trot now. They're all back in college. I've no doubt they'll be training two to three times last weekend and over the last week. I know there was an article on the 42 that said, we won't be training before the next game, but that's that's waffle. I'd say they look at this now and McKillie are gone. Glen Rovers look like they could be there for the taking, even though I think they'll have enough to be here in zone. There's no standout team. They could actually go on and win the county final for the first time since 1970. And I think they'll be looking to kind of really just take advantage of this now that they're actually in a semi-final and no outstanding team to come up against them. So I'm going to tip UCC and Glen Rovers.
0: Okay, well, I'm going to go for my alumni as well. UCC and I (laughs) I I don't know a whole lot about the other semi final but the Glen um, have some excellent players and I think you know with Horgan there as well hard to look past him if he's get is on fire he he seems to do untold against most car teams there so. I'm going to go for two of them. I'm going to tune in, watch them, Sean, at the weekend, see that lovely free-flowing car curling that you love down there that's bringing you great success. So I'm looking to tune in watching those two matches warm up there. And, to the are as well, Liam. Oh, beautiful. Yeah, so Even better. Even so better. Great. great. Great to see 200 people in that probably, beautiful stadium. Looking forward to it.
1: You've probably
0: played a bit of it yourself. <laughs> oh, yeah. Probably have. And look, to finish uh, up, I guess, sorry,
1: I guess, just touching on the, the, the county scene, I guess, at the moment, like, I don't know about you guys, but I'm getting a bit nervous about the inter-county scene now with, with these COVID cases, I guess, popping up around Ireland at the moment. What do you think?
0: Look, the way I look at it is, I think it's very simple. They've they made a commitment that they're going to go ahead. They're going to go ahead behind closed doors. And it'll be, as Giggles like Giggle said, it's going to be Game of Thrones style. Whoever survives, if if someone drops off, they're gone. If you get a COVID case, you're gone. There's, go, there's no real flexibility built into the timeline. Right. Me and Giggles were talking about, you might spare a week if you got an on Ireland's final or Ireland's final stage. But they're, they're going to have it all wrapped up before Christmas. They're going to give it a good crack, and I think they will finish it. And I just I actually don't think that the matches probably won't be in Dublin, even though they'd probably rather play yeah. in Crow Park, given the surface. You're probably going to look at them. It, it doesn't really matter if they're going behind closed doors, so they're going to play them probably down, potentially Turles or some other better sand, pace, sand base pitch that'll hold up um, over the winter months. So I, I think they're going to finish it. I think they'll, like, they'll get inter-county season true.
1: So you, you reckon like there's a potential that teams could
0: be just wiped
1: out
2: purely
0: because right. of COVID and yeah. that's it and we move on. Yeah, yeah move on. It's just the way it's going to be. I do really think. I hope not, but I think it could happen. You could
2: see a watch for Kilkenny finally in Welsh Park. And a watch for Kilkenny other the final in Welsh Park. that be. Welsh Park
0: You could. Welsh Park. Look, you know, quickly before we finish up Galloway this weekend, obviously Turkmore into the county final. We've got and St. Thomas, Giggles, I presume you're, you're tipping St. Thomas's for that.
2: Yeah, Capitagol, interesting We chatted with their their goalie, Skell um, When we met him at Sydney. the game in Sydney two years ago um, They've lost, this is, this is their fourth year in a row in the semi-finals And they've lost three, the last three by a score Whether it's a goal or a point each time And uh, They'll be hungry to get through But I think St. Thomas' have too much class So St. Thomas' is for me
0: Johnny? Um, St.
1: Thomas' is, yeah
0: St. Thomas' is for me as well um, I'm not sure what's the story with the Galway streaming. We might be able to see that one as well. I presume that's online in some way as well.
2: They're Their Affle county
0: board are doing the same. Up-
1: like they might
0: be, Oh, it's on Bure. Okay.
1: Offaly semi-finals as well as around this weekend. You've got Belmont and Kilmar- Kilcormach, uh, Kilmiley, uh, Burr and St. Rhine's. Burr. Who do you fancy there?
0: I haven't been looking at the Offaly Th- championship. But what I- Burr, I'll go for.
1: i go. I go with Belmont and St. Rhine's.
0: But oh, there we go. I got Kilcormuck and Bourne. And I go with <laughs> Bourne. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, we have a, a festival of Hurland this weekend again. Um, all the great counties involved. Cork with their beautiful semi finals. We're looking forward to them. And Kilkenny then, the creme de la creme on the Sunday evening. Um, so that'll, that'll top off the weekend nicely. And hopefully, we get a Dixborough win and hopefully we might get someone from Dick Bra next weekend to to revel in the victory if we if we can. That would be great, wouldn't it, Shawnee? You'd love that. Sean, will be, be doing the stats of the match as well, so he'll be back with full stats, wides, puck outs, the whole lot for us next, next week, so looking forward to that. So. Get in touch with us on at on Twitter, at on Instagram, g'dayGA at gmail.com. Thank you, Shawnee. Well, so so so. Thank you, Giggles. Well, so back again next, next, next week. More controversial power rankings on the way.